The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. Bryce Harper returns, and it's Cade Cavalli Day here on the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast. Welcome to the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast. I'm Clay Link here with FSWA Hall of Famer Todd Zola. And yes, Bryce is back, so get him back in your lineups if you can. Uh, Kate Cavalli's on the bump against a Reds team that, you know, if you get around Jake Fraley, should be pretty, uh, pretty nice landing for him. And Julio Rodriguez, congrats to him. He got paid. I know yours Friday's not going as good as Julio's, Todd, but how, uh, how are you doing today? Um, not as good. Yeah, I, that caught me off guard. The uh, the extension and it, yeah, good good for him. Who uh, Tyler Glass now also got a little an extra year tacked on to his uh, you know inju- injury laden contract, if you will. But good for them. I'm glad to see that these teams are paying paying people. And I'm seeing you know what does Ronald does Ronald Acuna feel? I think he's pretty happy. You know, he got his money. He's still going to – the contract's going to end in plenty of time for him to get more money. These 14-year deals, they seem so nice today, but, you know, let's see what happens in six or seven years. Yeah, that Acuna one looks pretty rough, I, I think, no matter well, how you slice it. But it, at the time, at the time, getting the security, it was fine. And mm-hmm. he will get – I mean, he's not going to go hungry. It's, it's, it's all good. As I mentioned, Cade Cavalli debuting tonight, and he was – well, Gavin Lux was dropped, so he actually ended up being the top pickup in the stake league last night. But Cade Cavalli was right up there too, $9 out of $100 budgets. And, uh, yeah, I had had my last fab dollars on the line for him, tried to uh, go all in for him. But it should be pretty nice. And getting a starting pitcher who you feel good about is not, not so easy nowadays. Yeah, in the stake league too, you're going to get a two start week out of him. If uh, most likely, yeah, more than likely, yeah. Cavalli's interesting. Uh, if you leave this year's numbers out of his translation, it's not so. It's not so good. He walks a lot of people. The walks came down mm-hmm. in the minors this year, and he's he's really shoved the past several weeks. So you know, you get get your head out of your spreadsheet, Zola, and you're a little more optimistic. But if you just go by the history, the little engine isn't so isn't so rosy. But you kind of mentioned the Reds. Reds help you out a little bit there. 
So I think he is somebody uh, 5K on DraftKings, I believe. Wouldn't be a bad second pitcher if you're looking to, looking to cash in a GPP. Yeah, I mentioned Jake Fraley's been hot. He's he's kind of shed the uh, take Fraley moniker, and he's become rake Fraley again. I thought he was maybe a little too selective, a little too passive at the plate early on, but he's been uh, crushing lately. Keep the Reds get India back too tonight. Yeah, you keep that up. It's give me a break, Fraley. Uh, yeah, India back is interesting. Uh, I need to check to see. Uh, I think I have him in my Tottenham lineup still. But, yeah, India has been – I'm kind of looking forward to buying the discount on him next year because I think he's still very good. I think he's still hit at the top of the lineup. And there's got there's going to be a discount because of the injuries. Yeah, I'd imagine a pretty steep discount because, yeah, it's been one thing after another this year. He got hit in the leg in the uh, uh, Field of Dreams game, and it's been lingering. But he is in there. But then behind Fraley and India, it's Kyle Farmer. Donovan Solano, TJ Friedel, Aristides Aquino, Stuart Fairchild, Jose Barrero, and uh, Chucky Robinson tonight. So, yeah, pretty good landing. I could, for, I could, uh, I could use my joke. Kate, what's up? My, my annual joke. If the Reds put that lineup out during spring training, they'd be fine for not having enough regulars. Yeah, no kidding. It's it's like a fall stars lineup from Four years ago. It's not so great. Uh, Drew Waters picked up. He's getting a little run in Kansas City. We don't have him as a starter on our depth chart. He's going to be rotating between the spots, it sounds like, in the outfield. But a prospect of some note with Atlanta. Then he was traded for a competitive balance pick because those are the only picks you can trade, and that was kind of a work-for-both-sides situation. Any interest in Drew Waters on your end? Uh, he's more of a follow than draft sort of for, sort of guy. High pedigree, lost some shine, and as you say, never if it's new 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 digs or whatever it might be, renewed opportunity. He does seem to be getting it together. So I'm interested, but I don't know that I'm. I don't think he's going to save any of my seasons, but I am interested potentially for next year. So I'd like to get a look now, and. Is he a guy that I'm going to be aggressive in an AL only next year, et cetera? Gunnar Henderson picked up for four. I mentioned last week that I grabbed uh, Corbin Carroll as a stash, and now Gunnar Henderson's stash. Sounds like maybe we see those guys, maybe not, but probably a worth, worthwhile stash. I think, if you I, think I think there's a better chance, unless I missed the note on Henderson, I think there's a better note that a better chance that we're going to see Carroll than we're going to see Henderson. Henderson has just been a man. It's been a meteor, meteoric, meteoric rise this year. Um, so, I mean, I guess the, I guess there's some, there's some talk. I'm looking at the notes now. There is some talk of having him be promoted, but, they want to make sure, and this is this is kind of the an unintended side product of the rookie of the year getting the team an extra pick. It's not quite as severe as delaying arb two or super two time and arbitration, et cetera, delaying calling up. But teams are making sure that if they promote a top prospect now, 
they don't accrue the necessary uh, minimums to be ineligible for rookie of the year because mm. next year it won't get them their get them their pick. So it's nowhere near as severe. I mean, if it's a, it's a week, it's days, not months. But even so, we're hearing a little bit of, you know, we want to wait on Carroll because we want to make sure he's fewer than 138 bats. And if we promote Gunnar Henderson, we don't want him to get 130. Uh, and you don't want to make it obvious, like benching him the last week of the year either. So, you know, teams are are, are doing this sort of thing. Um, this is, Again, it's nowhere near as damning as the old system. Yeah, got to keep that rookie status intact, though, for next year with those kids. And, uh, yeah, 45 days or 130 at-bats. So, um, yeah, maybe, maybe we'll see them after – it's a little bit – I know we're clear of the 45 days, but maybe uh, clear of the 130 at-bats. Um, it might be on the skipper to kind of manage the, that down the stretch. But uh, hopefully, yeah, I, I think with Jorge Mateo playing a pretty good uh, shortstop, maybe they they break uh, Gunnar Henderson in elsewhere. I thought, he, thought I saw he was taking some reps at second. I still think he's probably their uh, shortstop of the long term there, Gunnar Henderson. Right, and uh, I picked up, I picked up Jake Junis. I was pretty happy too for two bucks out of a hundred, and uh, there was some injury concern, but I saw he was listed. He's listed on the Giants' probable starters page for Sunday, so he'll be Sunday against the Twins and uh, pitching pretty darn well with that that slider. Is so kind of excited about Jacob Junis, and then Clark Schmidt. I wanted too, but he went for one dollar more than I bid on him. Clark Schmidt will be stepping in on Sunday against the A's. That's kind of yeah. priority add, at least in, in the rest of my leagues this weekend. The Yankees are in need of some innings at this point, and they got to be good ones. It's getting a little bit hairy. So Sunday, I believe, is uh, J.P. Sears' revenge day, isn't it? I think so, yeah. I think that's right. So I don't feel great about jp actually no jp sears is tonight oh of course I'm, I, yeah right 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 mm-hmm. i should have yeah that. i uh i know clark schmidt was in the bullpen briefly but i think he's pretty well stretched out so he was stretching out at scranton wilkesbury so uh and with nestor cortez in the il i assume he gets another start next week so i'll be looking to add clark schmidt if i can peter fairbanks went for two Robbie Grossman for a buck, Evan Phillips for a buck. I picked up JT Brubaker. I'm not going to start him, but you know there may be some appealing matchups like against the Reds at home or uh, some spots they use him down the stretch. He's looked really good lately. I think you'll definitely find some opportunities. Well, I think his most recent start was kind of iffy, but uh, he has had some gems lately for sure. Uh, Michael Massey in Kansas City. Luis Severino looks like he's – Facing hitters again, so James picked him up, stashed him. Victor Reyes, Sam Haggerty, Elvis Andrews, Brian Bayo. Have you uh, seen development from Bayo in Boston? Well, he was hurt, so I don't know if it's so much development. He, um, he he did he looked a little better, looked a little bit better in his last outing. But the Red Sox need the they need the arms now, so it's kind of a high risk high reward. I'm not going to sit here and say he's figured it out. He's going to get you strikeouts, but he's got to, you know, the high ceiling, low floor. Yeah. He's kind of uh, just healthy again, maybe more than anything, but he's looked kind of good lately. Nick Sandel, Rafael Montero 
That was kind of a prescient ad there because uh, Presley on the IL now. Yeah. Uh, clearing the next man up. Yeah. Spoiler alert. We've got Ryan Roof on the MLB Network radio show tomorrow and talk about closers. And we talk about the Houston bullpen in, in detail. And even though none of the none of the constituents right now are pitching all that well, I guess that means they're all even because we're all stinking. And I guess that gives Montero the edge because he was the one that did it previously. Yeah, he was he's filled in, I think, I think a couple times here and there when Presley's been out this year and he's pitched pretty well. So yeah, they got Will Smith now in that mix, but in, yeah, uh, between Nerese Smith and Montero, presently none of them are pitching well. But that's that that's the, the that's the life of a reliever. So and if one of them was pitching well, I'm not even sure they would be inserted over Montero. But uh well yeah, he's the guy I want. I mean, just moved uh, Christian Javier to the bullpen. Watch him snag a couple saves. Uh, probably not, but you never know. Yeah, well, he could get the three-inning variety. He could get, you know, to the eighth, he's pitching well. The You know, the Garrett Whitlock-type role from the Red Sox, where multiple innings and why take him out because he's looking so good. He could uh, – Whitlock uh, – sorry, um, Javier could do that. This is, you know, McCullers is back, and – so they're they're back to having uh, six and six starters, right? Well, I did see that uh, Harper is in the lineup tonight, DHing for Philadelphia behind uh, Bailey Falter. He was also picked up on a zero dollar ad. Bailey Falter, uh, probably looking to squeeze a start out of him tonight. But uh, man, the Phillies really really held firm during Harper's absence. I hope. You know, if you're a fantasy manager, you were able to tread water almost as well as the Phillies well, did uh, during Harper's absence. If you 30, were able, 31 and 20, without Harper. If you were able to do what the Phillies did and pick up Derek Hall, you didn't miss much. Now, Hall was uh, uh, demoted earlier this week, which kind of caught me off guard. But, uh, you know, he filled in admirably in Harper's absence. And kind of, we, we don't have to, today we're not discussing what, what are they going to do with, with Hall with when Harper is called up? Cause they already did it. They already demoted him. So uh, I think that's a, you know, thank, thankfully they did that. So now we can talk about other things. Yeah. Derek Hall had a nice like week and a half to two weeks, but I think it was more so, you know, Castellanos got hot and Alec Bohm and Bryce Stott all fared pretty well. But yeah. I mean, he gave them a little window of uh, production. Certainly. Well, any any other players on your mind? Anything else on your mind before we get into two start starters for next week, Tom? Um, Trevor Story had a, had a good game last night on rehab. He could be back by Monday. We're predicting Monday, but there's some whisperings that Story's with the club uh, in, in Boston getting checked out. Maybe he gets activated a little bit earlier. So that's something to keep an eye on. Um, as we'll find out in a moment, as I tweeted out, I'm not going to call this week's or next week's two-start pitchers quality. I'm not going to say there's a bunch of them, but there's some interesting discussions we can have. <laughs> I'll put it – we'll leave it at that. There's some weird names – not weird names, but uh, some guys we don't often talk about getting two starts. And, hey, speaking of good rehab outings uh... – Trevor Rogers last night, 12 strikeouts yeah. over 
Yeah. Six scoreless innings, no hits, only one walk. So that's kind of uh you never know. I mean, maybe there's still something there. I'd, I'd like to think there probably still is, but. Um, is Yeah. Um, we had him on the schedule this morning, obviously pitched last night. We put Hoeing in there. Has Miami announced what they're doing tonight yet? You know, I thought I saw something right before we started the show, but I'll have to. Uh... It's all right. We're 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 in next week. We'll let the other yeah. guys worry about yeah. But yeah, so actually, um... I'm gonna have to change the grid right now because it's Tommy Nance. Okay. Um, so I'm gonna put him in the grid and just save that. Maybe send a note to uh, the guys on the wire. But yeah, that's Brian Hoeing didn't have much of a leash there maybe he pitches a couple innings in a bullpen well i mean the dodgers crushed him it's the dodgers again tonight so you know it's you know even if you don't want to just destroy destroy the kid's confidence either not that he's a star but you know i mean that's that's kind of throwing someone to the wolves isn't it yeah that's true not really giving him a great chance to succeed but uh so nance nance is it looks like he's going to be I'm not sure that he's going to be a pure opener because he's gone two innings, two innings, three innings. So he could, you know, he could pitch until he's out of gas in the third, but he's not a, he's not a, a traditional starter. All right. Well, I did make that change in our grid. So we got Nance now and I just messaged somebody so we can get a note, but cool. um, yeah, glad, glad to be circled. But I'd imagine because they kept hoeing on the roster. I imagine he pitches, He'll probably Two innings tonight. But, yeah, uh, yeah. And probably Trevor Rogers next week. Yep. He's uh I was actually gonna drop him and I don't know why I was holding on to him, but now it's like, oh maybe I should hold him. Wouldn't it maybe be wise to hold on to him all along? Wouldn't it I don't ironic's not the word and coincidental's not the word, but it's kind of weird if if he turns out of the old Giolito, Berrios, and Rogers, they were kind of all thought of together. If it turns out he's the most useful down the stretch, because there was a time where everybody thought he would be the least useful. I think, yeah, Berrios, I feel like he's bound to have a decent final. Well, he's, I think Berrios has rebounded, but it's, he's not, he's not crushing. It's not to the point. I don't, I don't think it's, it's, he's palatable. But he's not giving us what we kind of hope we get. You know, well, let's get into next week's two start starters yeah. after this brief word from our Blue Wire sponsors. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 
This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. All right, welcome back to the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast. Clayling Todd Zola. As always on Fridays, looking ahead to next week, grading two-star pitchers zero to five. These are extremely tentative, of course, and a lot of times in our projected starters grid, we're taking our best guess. And, uh, yeah, be sure to check back in Sunday nights, take a look at Todd's weekly pitcher rankings to get a better idea of uh, two-star pitchers for next week. But as we look ahead and do our best to grade out two-star pitchers for next week, Zach Gallon, he's a five. And uh, I don't know, man. It's like I feel like he was right there sitting – so they're ready in draft season, and uh, I I let last year weigh too heavily and sink him down my cheat sheet. That's what yeah. I got wrong. I think part of it, too, was he was hurt a little bit, as was Zach Wheeler at the beginning of the season, and this argument doesn't sound so good now because Wheeler is out again. Yeah, But I think one of the lessons may be – Don't discount a good pitcher too much because he has a minor injury in, in March because chances are everybody's going to get hurt at some point and miss a couple of starts. We just, you know, we just knew it was going to be early. Um, And I think people missed out on Wheeler and gallon because they downgraded them too much due to the uh, injuries they were suffering in the spring. I think maybe a lot of people did that with Luis Castillo too. Remember exactly. He yep, exactly. In the uh, final stages, I mean, well, right, leading yeah. into the season. Yeah. And as we as Wheeler is showing, all right, so he gets his injury early, but he still has the whole season to get another one. Uh, I, you know, it's not a blanket statement. It may be knee jerk, but I do think there was a bit of an overreaction to the injuries to these studs. I'm not gonna. I mean. If, if, if you're looking at two guys that are kind of equal, all right, go with the guy that's healthy. But I think Wheeler especially was was discounted a little too much. So, Gallon, we have a five. Bumgarner versus Philadelphia versus Milwaukee. Since they're both at home, I guess I'll give him a two. But I've said it before. I feel like Bumgarner always comes up on these lists and he always gets bumped back. So. <laughs> We'll probably be grading Bumgarner again next week. <laughs> we very well may be because he's on Sunday, and who knows, he gets pushed. I'm with yeah, you. One they're all two. at home this week, though, so Chase yeah. Field they shouldn't get rained out. But something will probably no. Happen. Yeah, exactly. They skip Tom. You know, they skip a guy or yeah, someone gets hurt. Yeah, but um, yeah, I'm with you as the, far as the two goes. I don't think we see a great game, but one of the two games Bumgarner will pitch well enough that you should at least break even on your streaming. Max Freed versus Colorado versus Miami. That one seems very easy. That's a five. That's a top three. You know, I don't know. I haven't done my actual numbers, but I maybe have to have a, a making a pun on Fry on Freed because he could be number one. Now Spencer Watkins. My first instinct was zero, but at Cleveland versus Oakland matchups aren't that bad. Um, 
Let's look at what Spencer Watkins has done lately. Uh, six innings, only two earned runs. Yeah, he's been pitching okay lately. Um, nothing spectacular, but seven to two K to walk his last couple outings. Maybe I'll give him a one, Spencer Watkins. Is that too generous? No, I don't think it's too generous. Um, I'm not running out to get him. But if I need two starts, if I'm chasing wins, it's kind of odd now that we could, you know, not be laughed at and say chasing wins and starting an Orioles pitcher. Yeah. Well, I, yeah, starting Orioles pitchers is suddenly not so bad. Although I did drop <laughs> Kyle Bradish, Bradish, whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. Did drop him finally in a keeper league. Ryan Bayo, who we talked about a little bit earlier, I think I saw a quote from. Cora, that was like slowly but surely, Bayo's becoming a guy for us. And uh, yeah, I would say don't don't let that seven three six ERA completely scare you off at Minnesota versus Texas. I think that's a it's a high end two. I think. Um, right, yes, and with a ceiling. Again, yeah, it's probably a you know he's got a zero floor and a four upside, so you average him out to a two. Minnesota, I mean, Buxton's still out. That's not quite as scary as it might be. Um, I have to think about their patience because, you know, Bayo is, the, you know, in, the control is the issue. And then Texas at home, I don't, I don't, I don't hate that one at all. So, yeah, I can, I, and I can see if you need the upside making a bid on Bayo, Bayo if he happens to still be available. And Cutter Crawford. Ooh. Oh man, twenty-one hits allowed in his last two starts. Well, that's kind of thirteen earned run. That's skewed by the, the the start previous to the last one, though, um, a little bit anyway. Um, yeah, well, eleven eleven hits and then ten hits. Oh, that's right. The Toronto one, the hits. They, yeah, well, all right. The, the Toronto start, they weren't crushing him, but you know the, they were making contact and the balls were finding holes as mm. opposed to the previous start where he was just terrible. Um, yeah, his magic dust is kind of wearing off a little bit. Um, I'm going to give him a one. I don't think he's a zero, but I mean, it's it's a again hoping that the Red Sox offense comes through, kind of a one more than anything else. Yeah, I'm giving him a one two, but it's kind of like a points league one uh, desperation. Uh, Javier Assad had a nice debut for the Cubs. Uh, Scoreless over four innings, more walks than K's, but uh, yeah, getting hung zeros through four innings. So at Toronto, at St. Louis, I need to see a little bit more. I'm actually going to give him a zero, but we want to give him props on a strong debut. Yeah, like I said, there were some interesting. He's one of the interesting players to talk about. I think he, I think a lot of us actually saw him pitch because I think it was an afternoon game where I think you know it was one of the only games on. So if yeah. you you know if you're able to watch the ball, watch ball in the afternoon. Uh, he, he suggested he looked good. He just ran out of gas, and the, the Cubs were wise to get him out of there. If there were anybody but Toronto, I'd suggest taking a chance. But, man, that lineup is so tough, and it's at Toronto. Um, to me, he is someone to pick up, but maybe you know, only only as a stash. Yeah, not somebody used this week, so zero for this week. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I agree with you there. And then we tend to have Brandon Williamson 
set to pitch for the Reds on Monday, so that would line him up for two. He was part of the Gino Suarez uh, Jesse Winker trade, I believe. Yeah, he was. Uh, this I'm sure is just the best guess because I haven't seen anything confirming this, but uh, he's been pitching pretty well at AAA, so maybe we do see Brandon Williams. Yeah, it's odd because we've got the confirmed. It's confirmed. The, oh, maybe the next, somebody did say it. Well, no, the next two. The next two. Starters. Oh, the next two, yeah. And I think oh, it makes sense because Williamson last pitched on the 23rd against Toledo. Um, he's not striking a lot of guys out, but he's keeping the ball in the yard, which is mm-hmm. important, especially on the Reds. So I'm going to give him a zero, but – He's another guy, again, interesting, another guy that I'd like, you know, lefty, and that the second start is Colorado, and you like lefties against Colorado out of Coors Field. Maybe that's a DFS opportunity. Um, so I don't think Williamson I – I, I think the Reds are looking for, you know, whatever, a, a rotation depth swingman type probably, right, fourth, fifth, sixth starter. Mm-hmm. And I think that would oh, be fine. Totally. Yeah, that, that would be fine. Time to evaluate. And yeah. I think you maybe give him a look and yeah, that, that could make uh, make some sense. I'm giving him a zero too, but maybe if you're in a league that allows daily moves, maybe you pick him up. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. See how things go and then maybe deploy him for that home against the Rockies. Uh, Cal Quantrill's, you know, keeps pitching fairly well versus Baltimore. Versus Seattle, so both at home. I'm just I keep expecting him to to fall off, but uh, he's actually been scoreless in three of his last four outings. So he's prone to hanging up a four spot or a five spot, but it never really gets all that ugly for Quantrill. So I just not a lot of upside, but it doesn't seem like a ton of downside. So I'm actually going to give him a, a three, I guess, but it's a high end three. Right, so he he hasn't walked more than two batters in any outing this season, so he's not beating himself. But he also hasn't struck out more than seven, and that was against of all teams the Blue Jays. So I mean, it, you know, he's given up a couple homers uh, three different three different times. So um, yeah, like you said, there he's getting it done, but it's not in a dominant fashion. So I think to me that's a three. Well, yeah, okay. That sounds we're on the same page there. Jose Urania, even though they're both on the road, I'm still not considering Jose Urania at the Rockies. That's gonna be a zero. What's I wouldn't use him in Joey Stone. Yeah, no. Um no, no yeah, not for me. All right, here we go. Here's another interesting one is the next one. Well, <laughs> that's the thing. We graded him, I think, last week and I think you gave him a zero. And he actually had a decent one star, but now I guess the second star got pushed back. That's always something you got to realize is that I think so. I forget who it was who did the research, but only about 60% of the time do these projected two star guys make that second start. So yeah, Giolito two start bumped into next week versus KC versus Minnesota. You're not still going zero, are you, Ted? No, I mean, People think that oh, you're a hater. I'm not. I'm not. I'm, you know, I don't even have him on any teams. I have him on two cut line teams, which are out. Um, it's just frustrating that I, I was a fan and he's not pitching well. I guess I'm gonna go with a two, but he still hasn't shown me that much. And I don't at this point of the season, 
I don't think you suddenly snap your fingers and you're back. I think we just have to gut out this season. And then if you're willing to accept a, a, a dip next year, I mean, last, last start against Baltimore, good team, six innings, one earned run, but he only fanned three with two walks, nothing special there. Yeah, it's true. ERA still over five and, I mean, this is a good get-right spot for him. Hopefully, he's able to navigate these two outings. I got him as a three, but I got you down as a two. Absolutely. Matt Manning's been really good. Matt Manning. Yeah, Matt. another interesting. Yeah, because yeah. he was, he, he was. I don't want to say an afterthought, but, you know, all right, you got Scooble, you got Mize, and then there's Matt Manning. Manning has been pitching well since the break. Yeah, he was hurt, I think. Actually, I know he was hurt because I traded for him in – one keeper league and ended up dropping him. That's just kind of the well, long he opened, season. He, you know, in labor, you're in AL and NL labor. You try to draft an injured pitcher so that you can uh, have an open spot to maneuver your reserve, a quirky rule. So I, he was my, I think, I don't remember if it was hurt or I wouldn't have minded if I have to just outright drop Manning uh, at the at, at, early in the season in, in labor as far as that goes. But he, you know, he's been a guy that I, if he's in my lineup, I've gotten pretty good ERA and whip out of him. Only thirty-eight innings, but he's showing a little bit. The, I mean, the prospect shine dulled a little bit. It's not blaring again, but he's been. It's been polished a bit. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's. It, you know, he's back on the radar anyway. Yeah, I remember I traded for him. Then he was, he had a setback. Yeah, I'm looking through his player notes. May twenty-sixth, he was shut down with right biceps. Tendinitis says he was, you know, after one rehab start. So I think I dropped him then. But yeah, if you don't, like Scott Pianowski says, if you don't have a couple drops that you end up regretting over the you course aggressive of enough, yeah. fantasy baseball season, yeah, you probably weren't aggressive enough. So he had, he had five strikeouts in his first 13 innings, and he's had 26 over his last 25. So if you look at the, at the overall 31 and 38, that's eh, not so good, but like you said, he got hurt earlier. Just coming back, uh, he started the season on the eleventh. Um, just you know, it wasn't right. And one of those low strikeout games was in August, but his last four starts, it's been twenty six and twenty five innings. Yeah, fourteen to one K to walk in his last couple outings. Only one earned run allowed in his last two starts. So, yeah, got him in the. Uh... Got him in the towers for two bucks and may still be out there. Got him last week for two bucks and hopefully this two starter, two two step coming up is uh, pretty so, good for Matt so Manning. We need a number Seattle and KC. I'm gonna go three. I don't love the Seattle mark, but it's in Detroit. I'm gonna go three. Same. Yeah, I almost forgot that the number, but I uh, have to give him a score, and I think three is is about right. But that's a uh, it's a three I'm going to be chasing if he's still out there. Uh, no two start starters for Houston because they have a couple off days. And as I mentioned, they're moving Christian Javier to the bullpen for a brief stretch. Uh, Jonathan Heasley for KC. He uh, yeah, he was scoreless over four and two thirds, but four walks against two Ks. That's going to be a zero for me. Yeah. I, again, I'm putting him in that interesting group because I don't know 
if it's a categorical zero. The matchups with the White Sox, Mancada is now out. Well, at least he's hurt. I don't. I'm not scared of the White Sox, and I'm certainly not scared of Detroit. So if I'm in need of wins and you know a couple of strikeouts, I'm I'm interested in Heasley. So I'm gonna go with a one. Uh, but I'm curious to see where he comes out relative to his NFPC ownership uh, roster ship. And on my rankings, because I wonder if he's somebody that if you need the two starts, he could be one of the chief acquisitions. Well, I hear you. Well, um, yeah, maybe you're right. I, it's kind of dismissive, but maybe he's worth well, a second glance. It's 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 the it's the time of the year. It's I mean, if this were March or March, if this were May or June, no, but. Even though we talk about not wanting to chase two start pitchers because of the, the the risk and everything else, if that's your scenario, if you need two start pitchers, he is on he's he's available. And I, I'm not I don't think he's gonna destroy you with these matchups. All right. Well, no two start starters for the Angels. Up for sale, by the way. Uh, Artie Moreno's uh, maybe moving on. Was it potential? I mean, I think they were like exploring, exploring a sale. Yeah, yeah. That they explore Walker Bueller's elbow and end up with Tommy John. So it's an exploratory scenario. <laughs> exactly. Before we get into the Dodgers, a real quick note from our friends over at uh, Caesar Sportsbook: the weather is heating up. You're telling me, and so are the promotions at Caesar Sportsbook. Today, anyone who is at least 21 years old and in a licensed Caesar Sportsbook state can create a new account and redeem the Caesar Sportsbook promo code ROTO15. That's R-O-T-O-1-5. The promo code gives new users a risk-free first bet up to 1500 bucks. Visit Caesars.com slash sportsbooks or download the Caesar Sportsbook app today. And don't forget to use promo code ROTO15 been signing up tony gonsolin man just unreal i know you know he's got as many losses during the regular season as he had during the all-star game took that loss in the all-star game but aside from that i mean he's been almost perfect 16 and one it's absolutely crazy so that's going to be a rock solid five yeah i mean i think we have to be a little even the most hardened numbers people that's the fact that he's lucky. It's all luck. It's all luck. He's pitching well too. I mean, he's he's out over his skis, but it, you know, looking at the strikeout to walk over the past five, twenty six to eight and twenty eight and two thirds is palatable. It's it's fine. And Pablo Lopez for Miami versus the Dodgers at Atlanta doesn't get a lot tougher than that. I mean, jeez. Tough break for Pablo Lopez. Um, he's like a four pitcher, but with these matchups, I'm going to go three. And yeah, I, uh, I mean, I'm probably starting him, but I'm kind of not feeling great about him. Yeah, he had looked like he looked like he hit the wall, but he sort of rebounded. At least his last start, it was Oakland, which is a pretty good get well start. So this is this is interesting to me. If he pitches well these two starts, 
I think it's going to bode well for his ranking next season. But if he struggles, combined with the fact that he's been having a rough second half, I wonder if some of the he's an ace or a fledgling ace discussion calms down a bit. As far as rankings, I agree with the three. But I do think this is an important couple of starts in general. Just as you know, we're going to, you know, this sounds like talk radio fodder. We're going to find out what Pablo Lopez is this week. Yeah, I'm kind of wondering, too, if maybe if things don't go so great, if they give him one of those Nestor Cortez IL stints, just already had 140 innings, almost 30 more than his previous career high in the majors. Yeah. Uh, maybe they slow him down. Or I don't even – yeah, I don't think they need a Nestor Cortez. Him. I just think that they they go to a six starter. I mean, Cabrera's up now. Uh, th- there are people within the organization that can come up and take that spot. Corbin Burns is an easy five. With, I mean, he's almost a six with these matchups. Well, you say uh, that. He's been struggling lately. I think they have the Dodgers, though. It, it's more than the – you know, it's, it's, it's more the, the – the, he's, he's not as crisp. If you take a look at the actual pitchers, pitches, they're not as crisp. And I, I think he'll be fine. Um, but it just – yeah, he, I, these matchups definitely, you know, a six – but it, we just need to point out that he has he hasn't been as sharp uh, in the second half. Yeah, I guess I'd had in my head that it was you know he kind of ran into the Dodgers a couple times, but uh, maybe maybe it hasn't been as uh, smooth as I, I thought around those Dodgers outings. Uh, Adrian Hauser, I was going to say a zero because he got rocked by those Dodgers, but. With these matchups versus Pitt at Arizona, I'm going to give him a desperation one because those matchups are so good. Uh, yeah, I, I, yeah, I agree. Uh, I'm, I'm going to go with you there. He does get strikeouts. I just was more curious about Burns. I'm looking back at the numbers. Uh, Minnesota got him for four, uh, for, for three. Pittsburgh got him for four. Then he had a couple of good starts, and then he had the rough outings against the Dodgers. So. When you put everything together since the break, it's not so good. But, you know, the, he did have a couple of hiccups against, you know, seven earned runs in 11 and third against Minnesota and Pittsburgh, which you'd think he'd be able to take care of. So um, I think we're kind of both right. I kind of over-exaggerated how bad it's been. But he did have a couple of hiccups over the second half. So anyway. Yeah, I mean, good to know. He's uh... – He's human. Great. He'll probably, yeah, he'll probably look, probably be a different conversation. Oh, I, I, oh, he's gonna, he's you know, fourteen innings with seventeen strikeouts oh, this yeah. week. You know, he's gonna crush. And Dylan Bundy, I mean, they're not letting him go deep. I mean, he's only gone, you know, five, five and a third, five, four his last four starts. But in August, he has a two three three ERA, zero eight three WHIP, nine to four K to walk. So. Not missing many bats. Seems pretty fluky from Dylan Bundy, but uh, I don't know. Versus Boston at the White Sox, I think he's what a two. Does that seem high? No, I, I'm I'm gonna agree with a two. Uh, yeah, to me, I mean, it, 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 I think I think Colette is his advocate. You know, his his he uh, you know pulling the pulling the you know because Jason is all about the third time through with Bundy especially. Yeah. So I think Jason's behind the scenes. Uh, Active, serving as his advocate. Well, it's yeah. He's just Paul Heyman, you know. 
But that's worked out well. I mean, putting the clamps on that third time through and yeah, the yeah. numbers are benefiting because of it. Yeah. Uh, Taiwan Walker versus the Dodgers versus Washington. Uh, 10 and 3, he's been really good. But Dodgers do up. But is it home, though? So I think he's – Taiwan's a 3. Agree. We don't have a lot of disagreements this week, but I, 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 I'm going to agree with the with Walker's being a three. Um, I'm always, you know, every time he pitches, I'm scared that he's going to get hurt. But he, he continues to chug along. And Frankie Montas got a had a get right start recently, didn't he? I yes. Exactly what he did, but so I'm talking about how he, yeah, two earned runs over uh, five and two thirds against the Mets, so. Bronx tenure got off to a little bit of a shaky start, but uh, it is Frankie Montas, and it's at the Angels at Tampa Bay. I like picking on the Angels, even with Trout back. So I'm going to give Montas a four, I think. I am as well. I mean, it probably should be a five, but I think a four is warranted, at least against the Mets at home last time. At least he quelled a little bit of the Ed Whitson, Sonny Gray talk as far as Yankee Stadium. Um, so uh, yeah, these are both on the road. You know what? They're on the road. I mean, I'm not going to go five because they're on the road, but I, I, I'm i going to go five because I think he's a five pitcher. Hmm. Okay. I got you down then. Four or five. I am going to make that a five. Yeah. All right. We'll recap. They are, they are good parks. And, and LA is nothing to worry about. And Tampa, their offense is not overwhelming, especially against right-handed. They strike out against right-handed pitchers. Cole Irvin's a guy who's kind of been on and off that? my radar this year. How about and, that? I mean, yeah, I, I don't know. I guess I have to reconsider yet again because a career high 11 Ks. Yeah. It was against Miami, but still seven innings, no earned run. So, yeah, now Irvin back on, on the radar and more than just a blip after that many Ks, I got to say. Well, we say that, but in the previous 20 innings, he fanned a total of nine. And that's, you know, we have Houston in there, but we have the Angels, we have Seattle. So, I mean, it was really nice to see the 11 strikeouts against Miami, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, and he had eight earlier in the year against Texas. Um, I, just, I just, to me, he's one of those, again, he's, he's pitched solid enough that, yeah, there's been some luck but we can't just completely wave off what he's done. we got to give him some credit for keeping the ball in the – well, he hasn't kept the ball in the yard that much lately, but he doesn't walk anybody, and he's pretty frugal with the homers. 17 and 142 innings, yeah, I think that's that's fairly frugal. So keeping the ball in the yard, 26 walks, I think we have to, we have to give more credit than, than some of us anyway are. Well, maybe I'm not giving enough because I'm only giving him a one, I think. Yeah, yeah you're not giving him enough. I'm going to go going – I'm going to go three. I, yeah, I mean – All right, I'm going to go two, but I got you down as a three. If I go four, will you go three? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to go three. That's fair enough. Uh, Ranger Suarez, I think I'm going to go four because he's at Arizona, at San Francisco. He's really been surging lately, and uh, – yeah, I'm glad I was patient with him because it's paid off. Yep. Uh, four seems about as high as I could go. Yep. I mean, yeah, five matchups, but he's a three pitcher, three and a half pitcher, so I'm going to go four as well. No two star pitchers for Pittsburgh. They got Ronzi up and 
some other dudes. What did they? What did that one announcer call them? Just a oh, that wasn't an announcer. Of, that was Dennis Eckersley. Oh, that was Eckersley. Yeah, <laughs> a collection, a collection of, nothing. of nothingness. Yeah. yeah. Oh, he went. No, oh, he went off. He went. In I mean, I was watching team. the game. He was nonplussed. I mean, he just he just didn't care. I mean, he he was like, why why me? Dennis Eckersley, about to retire, are you making me broadcast this game? <laughs> and this is for a team that is terrible right now, you know. So, uh, but anyway, yeah. So that yeah, Eck, Eck went off in that at that point. But um, I I appreciate that because that team. <laughs> I mean, aside from a couple guys, that is a collection of nothingness. It's... And there's a, I mean, as opposed to some of these announcers, Eck actually keeps up with the game. I mean, he'll he'll mention things that happened last night and and players. So he. He keeps up with things, and it's hard. I'm looking at him. He, he looks. He looks forty. He's like sixty five. It's amazing. Yeah, good for him. Uh, wish uh, if we could all be so lucky. But uh, Mike Clevender at San Francisco at the Dodgers. Uh, I, think, I think that's probably a four, right? I mean, it is Clevender. Yeah, um, I'm still going three. I didn't. I, I'm checking. I may vamp enough to see how many innings he's thrown to see if I want to go up to a four. I know he's been throwing more lately. Nah, four and two, seven, seven and four and two thirds against the Dodgers. Uh, I'm, I'm going to stick with a three. I think there's some vulnerability there. Hmm. I could see, yeah, maybe I'm having a, a hiccup against the Dodgers, but I'll stay four for now. Yeah. he. Cr- you know. I was trying to think. I just saw he set some sort of major league record. The, uh, the number of the number of strikes to open up a ball game. Yeah, yeah. I didn't throw yeah. a ball for like what? 20 yeah, Dennis, Dennis Eckersley told me. No, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, actually, I think Eck may he have set a record. It. He set a record because he didn't throw a ball until his 25th pitch. Yeah, and right. it was it was such it was a borderline call too, and some of those were uh, swing, you know, strikes or, or contact on balls that may have been out of the zone. But as far as this streak goes, they're considered strikes. Oh, uh, yeah, I see what you're saying. But, yeah, it's pretty impressive. And he's – you know, I know he had that one stretch and he was sent down briefly, but he's going to be a, a hot commodity next year, I think. Yeah, I think that stretch was um, administrative all around the all-star break to keep him – you know, they didn't need him. It wasn't, you know, to, to get to pitch any better. Um, yeah, yeah, no, he's definitely going to be uh, a hot commodity. The fact that Seattle was able to acquire Castillo and, and some of the moves they made without giving up Kirby was impressive. Yeah, so at Detroit, at Cleveland, I'm going to give him a four. Does that seem right to you? Or are you? Um, I'm not ready to go five. I'm going to go four. Uh, I do want to point out that you know Logan Gilbert, who we take for granted, has had a little bit of a shaky second half. I'm not worried. But I think we just look at Gilbert. Oh, he's good. He's good. He's good. You know, he's still young. He's just had a bit of a shaky second half. Um, he pitched uh, Thursday, so maybe we get to talk about him next week. We'll find out. Carlos Rodon's home for two. He's versus San Diego versus Philly. That's a five on Carlos Rodon. Yeah, yeah. Um, yes, yeah. I mean, there's really not a whole lot more to say. If he's healthy, he's a five. And right now he's healthy. We don't have any two-star pitchers for St. Louis, and that's because we have Jack Flaherty penciled in to return on Wednesday, and he had a really good rehab outing uh, the other day. When was that? The 21st. He yeah, had uh, yeah, seven yeah. Ks. 
So maybe he makes another rehab start this weekend and then pitches next week. Who knows? But uh, yeah, I guess the time to get Flaherty was like two weeks ago. But if you can maybe still go out and get him, I would try to uh, add Flaherty to your fantasy team. No two-star pitchers for Tampa Bay. They got two off days next week. And then Dane Dunning, I keep seeing him pop up like on my free agent wires in terms of earned value. And he's been okay, but uh, versus Houston at Boston, I'm probably not considering him. So I'm going to give him a give him a one. All right. So I, you weren't able to go long enough to completely get rid of the sirens. I went on mute there. I was enough. One more team with no two starters, we would have made it. Now they um, it's 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 fine. Um, Dunning, he's having a little bit of difficulty lately. I'm going to go with a one. But uh, I can see sitting him for these matchups. Yeah, maybe just cutting him. Yeah, he hasn't right. been that right. bad. But, yeah. Right. I can see cutting him absolutely. And I wouldn't be surprised in two weeks or three weeks if we're mentioning him as someone to pick up. You know, we'll see. Now for Toronto, uh, Jose Barrios versus the Cubs at Pitt. And in the FSGA Champions League, where I was able to weather the uh, the Harper absence, not quite as well as the Phillies did, but I was able <laughs> is, to weather. Is, is this the league that Jeff is winning? Uh, I'm winning. I know, but everybody thinks that it's Jeff. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah, well, everybody. I think I've seen it twice over the court, you know, on Twitter, you know, whatever, you know, someone can, you know, good luck, Jeff, on trying to, you know, take it home the league, whatever. And he always says it's you. Oh, really? But it's, it's just that. kind of, you know. It's just kind trying of to stay off Twitter. For the most part. <laughs> it's funny. But no, yeah, it's uh, yeah. I did take that league over from Jeff just last year, so that makes sense. But I, uh, I tried not to let too much of my lead uh, bleed away during Harper's absence. But my point was going to be that in that league where I lost Nestor Cortez, I think I'll probably start Barrios. So I, I guess I'll give him with these matchups versus the Cubs at Pitt a three. I thought, yes. the way, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm going three as well. But when you started to say it with these matchups, I'm like, he's not going to go four, is he? It should be a five, right? It should be a five. He's a four pitcher with five matchups, but this year he's not pitching so well. Uh, what did he do last time? Quality start against Boston. I remember, all right, I remember it now. It was a quality start, but, I mean, he got six strikeouts, but he still wasn't dominant. He, he looked much better against the Yankees in the previous start. Nine strikeouts and six and two thirds, so um, that's pretty good. Red Sox and Yankees on the road, fifteen Ks and twelve and two thirds. Uh, maybe what you were talking about earlier. Maybe maybe Barrios is ready to you know bring it on home down the stretch, and this is perfect two perfect two starts for him to do that. No two star pitchers for the Nats. The fantasy gods have spared us from having to grade ah. one of these two star starters. Maybe they'll get. Uh... You know, maybe Cavalli will be a bright spot, but you know, Josiah Gray, he was uh he got skipped and I think well I dropped him and he was dropped in the stake league by another owner, so another manager I should say. So yeah, he uh he's pitching pretty well, but they may have to take some measures to limit Josiah Gray, so he may be a drop in some other leagues as well. Anything else on your mind today, Todd, before we recap these grades? Uh, let, let's see. I did an interesting podcast with Jeff Barton from Scoresheet. I filled in again for Jeff 
on the Thursday Industry Podcast, Jeff Erickson. So uh, we're not we're probably not going to win you any league. No, he had a couple of old guys talking as if we're at the ballpark. It was kind of fun. So if you like score sheet or you just want to hear some casual talk for an hour, check out the Thursday podcast on the site that I did with Jeff Barton from RotoWire. I'm sorry, from Scoresheet. And find out why Vince Coleman is responsible for Scoresheet. Yeah, and check out the MLB Network radio show tomorrow. Where you guys, as you mentioned, having Ryan Roof on. Talk closers. Yep. Check that out. Uh, so our two-star pitcher grades for the week of August 29th, 2022. Zach Gallon, five. Madison Bumgarner, two. Max Fried, five. Spencer Watkins, one. Brian Bayo, two. Cutter Crawford, one. Javier Assad, zero, but maybe something there. Brandon Williamson, zero. Cal Quantrill, three. Jose Urania, zero. Lucas Giolito, I have three, but Todd says two. Matt Manning, three. Jonathan Heasley, I say zero, Todd, one. Tony Gonsolin, five. Pablo Lopez, three. Corbin Burns, five. Adrian Hauser, one. Dylan Bundy, two. Taiwan Walker, three. Frankie Montas, I say four, Todd, five. Cole Irvin, I say two, Todd, three. Ranger Suarez, four. Mike Clevenger, I say four, Todd, three. George Kirby, four. Carlos Rodon, five. Dane Dunning, one. Jose Barrios, three. Todd, great stuff, man. And, uh, yeah, good luck to everybody with your fantasy baseball leagues. We'll be back to grade two start starters again next week. Hope you'll join us on the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast. The headlines remind us daily, the world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine, stop noticing, but you know better. And your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over three million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour three-month emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com.